Three, two, one. Who is ready to know God? So how would you understand God? In all of these things, there are secrets behind all these things we are talking about. It's time to know God. It is time to grow in Christ. Join PJ every Saturday for morning fellowship, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and let's go. Just 
praise God. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. What we've been praying for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. Oh. Come and see what the Lord has done. Somebody, somebody, see what the Lord has done. What we've been yearning for, our heart desires has come to pass. Because we say the Lord who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond all measures. Hey, what we've been praying for. Has done it. The Lord has done it. Come and see what the Lord has done. Hey, my Lord, Yanda. See what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. The miracle working God. What we've been praying for has come to pass. Come and see it. Come and see it. Come and see it. I say, come and see it. Come and see. Come and see it. Come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. This is the song that you'll be singing. This is the song. It will be your testimony song. Come and see you. Come and see you. The Lord has changed my destiny. That will be your story, somebody. That will be your story if only you believe. I said, Come and see you. Come and see. Come and see you. Somebody, come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. What the Lord has done, oh. I don't know what you are praying about. I don't know what you are praying for. But the Lord has given you a testimony. If only you believe. And this will be your song. Come and see. What the Lord has done, oh. Brother, come and see. Sister, come and see. Come and see, oh. What the Lord has done for me. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. Oh, come and see. Maybe people are pointing fingers at you. People are asking you that they are asking you about the Lord you said. That this lady has been going to church all the time, but why is, it, is she the same? Why is he the same? But God is giving you a testimony. Come and see, come and see, come and see, oh, come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see, believe this is going to be your song. I say, come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done for me. Ah, come and see what the Lord has done. 
great things He has done. Greater things He will do unto the Lord. Be the glory. Great things, great things. The Lord will do a great thing in your life. So great things He has done.
at the mention of your name every tongue shall confess that you want a covenant keeping God there is no one ah. so your name is Jehovah your name is Elohim at the mention of your name Poverty is bowing. Yes, yes. Sickness is bowing. Truth. Every negativity is bowing. Truth. Right now. Yes, yes, right yes. now. Yes. Sickness is bowing. Yes. Right now. Jesus. Sickness is bowing. Jesus. Right now. Jesus. Poverty is bowing. Jesus. Right now. Jesus. Right now. Jesus. Failure is bowing. Jesus. Disappointment is bowing. Disgrace is bowing. Yes. Right now. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. I said, you know, I'm Jesus. <laughs> Akasa prakunya menwa Ebudina chirama no Ebudina chirama ne Amasenyi na behuse Wiya wina bobrim nya mewate Osade onya menwo Aya wona wedi owo sukunim Asama no safansu ka Tetebotanya menwa Ya chirwa yampan sharado some of you will sat down your mouth or some in some hours yes yeah hey already now I cannot see so what can some people from my ID or soon yes I see to me she wants to I can say prakunya menua if we would not drama no yes it was a new man in already what does he say Abadin ya meneu ampa Koto denine kutuwo Tache menina bepe mwakase Uyo nyami kokroko Yesi wansendu nyuma Ninarati kumwadansese Abadin ya meneu ampa Koto denine kutuwo Tache menina bepe mwakase Uyo nyami kokroko Come on, declare somebody, declare that he's great, declare that he's big. We are so you are bigger than what people say. Jesus, you are bigger than what people say. Bigger than what people say. You are bigger than what people say. Jehovah, you are good. You are kind. Bigger than what people say. You are good. You are kind.
nothing What is hard for you to do? It doesn't exist It's can never ever exist yeah. You do not lie You do not fail What is hard for you to do? It doesn't exist It's can never ever exist Just believe in him, somebody. They say, What can no? But you must have a rather Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, beautiful day God has given to us, and as usual, we give Him praise. And I'm very happy that you have connected this morning to our morning fellowship. God bless you so much. I'm grateful, and I thank God for your life. Um, let's pray, Father. We praise your holy name today. We give your name praise. We give your name glory for being our Father, for being our King, for being what nobody could be to us and for us, for what you've done, what you're doing, what you plan doing. Can our God be unfaithful? Is not possible. And therefore, we love you so much, and we are grateful for you. First, love us. You first showed us mercy. You first came and gave it all to us gave yourself you emptied yourself just so that we can be with you and be holy in your presence you give us your holiness you give us your righteousness and you give us your name and now we are called the children of god yahweh and by your spirit now we are bold to even call you abba father who can be compared to this glorious father father we thank you and 
as we are in your presence we receive everything that comes with your presence and father whatever we've said whatever we've done that did not please you we receive forgiveness lord and we thank you for forgiving us because of the blood of jesus i pray for your wonderful people that are listening right now bless their families bless what they do with their hands let your name be continually exalted upon your lives let your mercy never depart from them let your kindness always be with them let the glory of god rest upon them every day upon their lives let the world see jesus in their eyes let the world feel the love you've given your people and i pray that your people shall become people that are impacting the nations a soul at a time and i thank you for your power that rests upon them let your word continue to work in them and let their being part of this morning fellowship never go unrewarded unblessed or remembered in your presence praise glory and honor adoration to your great and faithful name heal them make way for them lift them protect them and because we know that your name is a strong tower I am happy that they are fortified and defended and fenced in because of the strong glory and power that comes with your name. Pray that the days ahead of them will continue to be beautiful, peaceful and harmonious and you shall be the oasis inside them in everything they do. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord in Jesus name.
Can we ever, ever finish thanking God for a lot of things? Glory to God. Alright, so last week we were talking about why do we go to church and this thing is very important because it has everything to do with what we believe as people of God. It's very important that we are able to cut across what God has willed for us as his people. And it's rather unfortunate that this precious, wonderful vision of God through Christ Jesus for us, which is called church, has also become one of the dangerous tools of the enemy to fight God and fight the people of God. No wonder Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He knew what he was saying. But we will go deeper into that. Let me just run a quick um, revision with us we had matthew chapter 16 verse 18 which we realized that it is the will of jesus that there be church for god's children so going to church you understand that you are getting to a place and getting yourself involved and committed to what we call the vision the vision of god all right, the vision of God. We have to be seriously part of this. It's not a joke to to go to church. It is not a joke. It's a vision of Jesus that there be church for God's children. And there is no way we can please him if we are not fully 100% part and involved of his vision and according to matthew chapter 18 from verse 15 to 17 we also realize that the church is ordained to be a place of peace given and good judgment so when you go to church and you are doing everything you have to do we need to remember that we are at a place where peace is given and good judgment is also given. So, like I said last last week that the Apostle Paul was saying that it is not really right for believers to take believers to court. 
where unbelieving judges usually who only operate by law and sometimes show favoritism based on what happens you know the judge the justice system in this world is not a hundred percent dependable on you know you can depend on what it is because these are human beings trying to make decisions you know and if you have a good lawyer who knows how to lie you can win a case and that is not the will of god for believers if you are a believer you are highly expected to believe god that the church will be able to give good judgment when jesus was talking to the people and he said if there's a case with your brother the the best and the last place which should be able to finalize the whole situation is the church and therefore if anybody goes to church present the case and after the church has you know intervened your brother is still not you know allowing himself to be reconciled or to accept the judgment is it jesus said consider that your brother as you know a publican or a tax collector he has estranged himself from the purposes of god so the church is a very 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 sensitive thing when it comes to god and his people very sensitive very holy very righteous and we should never allow politics and politics to have a place in the house of god that is not what is meant for honestly honestly no even no political leader should be allowed to get into the church to kind of campaign i hope you understand because it's not a campaign ground it's a place of peace given and good judgment we are not we are not a campaign ground the church is not allowed to do these things and we see a lot of politics now rolling in the church apart from the you know governmental politics and all that we see in the churches of god how very bad favoritism and the way people are chosen the way people are spoken to the way people are appointed we see that this is politics and a lot of politics it's very sad i was watching a video where a supposed man of god from america made a statement and said he believes one of the reasons why jesus is not hasn't come yet is because christians haven't given enough money enough offering and he believes that's why jesus is not coming here because christians are not really given enough i don't know where in the bible that says that until christians have given enough 
Jesus will not come. He says he will not come until the gospel has gone all over the world. You know, it's very interesting. This is politics and politics. Manipulating the agenda of God into, you know. And then it's funny enough when these preachers come in and they tell you give because we want to spread the gospel. You, you don't tell me that you want to spread the gospel with a Rolls Royce, with a Bentley, with, with an expensive car. How is the gospel being spread when you are riding about four cars, five cars, and telling people to give so that the gospel can be spread abroad to all nations? That's not, that not possible. You see, that is not peace given and it's not a good judgment. And that is why I said last week that if you are in the church that you will realize that there's no peace, there's no good judgment. You know, gossip is respected in that church. You have to pray. Pray for the church. Pray for the leadership. And sometimes pray for God to um, help you find where you are supposed to be planted. Because it becomes dangerous when the sheep now has to care for the shepherd. It becomes dangerous. The shepherd is supposed to care for the sheep. The leadership of the church, they are the shepherds and they are to care for the sheep, the church people, the church members. But if the sheep now have to think about the shepherd and think about <laughs> praying for the shepherd because the shepherd is moving from the right way is a problem. Why is it a problem? It's very simple. David said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me your rod and your staff. That is what the shepherds do. We comfort the people of God with our rod and our staff. Our rod and our staff are also symbolic and connected to discipline, corrections, and the leadership. Where you use your rod and your staff. So when a sheep is going off the team, you bring back the sheep. And then when they are not going as they have to go in their direction, you try to put them right in the direction so that they don't meet any danger. So anytime the members of the church, they begin to feel leadership is going the wrong path, it's dangerous because they are not supposed to feel that way. Church members are not supposed to feel that the church is getting on the wrong path and leadership is a problem. They are not supposed to feel that. They are supposed to receive peace, not to be burdened with these things. They are supposed to receive peace and good judgment. Of course, the church has, the church members, they also have, you know, all, all church members have our own responsibilities and our own things to do. 
and trying to correct leadership is not the work or the responsibility of church members because the leadership is believed to be led by the spirit of god we believe that the leaders are filled with the holy spirit and wisdom and so they should know what to do at every time because they are leaders but if it comes to a time that a church member has to now advise the pastor there is a problem there is a problem you know God says come let us reason together God has a way of leading his people and it's so sad I th I'm going to tell you a story if I have time after this presentation or this preaching I will tell you a story and it's very sad it's a very sad story you can you can hear from my voice i'm a bit um because of what has happened and it's sad but we need to deal with it so we also said in mark chapter 11 verse 17 the church is a global vision of jesus and a place of prayer a global vision of jesus that means the church should be everywhere church should be everywhere and it should be a place of prayer we go to church so that we can pray which involves worship so it's very necessary that we go to church you shouldn't stay home you have to go to church because you have to be part of this global vision okay you have to be part of this global vision of jesus and then also go and pray how many of us in our own you know personal lives pray like we should pray and how many of us are able to pray like we pray in church so when you go to church the motivation to pray is huge you know the energy is is, is high it's just awesome and you, we are built to pray you know so it's beautiful to go to church so that you go and pray acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47 talks about that the church is ordained to be a place of teaching preaching unity sharing love and growth so if you want to be taught the word of god and you want to grow in the things of god and feel the love of christ the church is the right place to go to because anytime something is planted like a seed is planted it receives nourishment for growth and therefore that is what the church is once you are planted in the church you are taught you are preached to there is unity so you find yourself in a beautiful family all right and then you see yourself growing the levels where you couldn't have gotten to some time ago you see yourself growing you should always grow i i said something here smith wigglesworth we call him the apostle of faith he said something if you remain in the same anointing for two days 
you have failed. <laughs> if you remain in the same anointing, the same level of anointing or level of being a Christian for two days, you have failed. You were supposed to grow each and every day. Why do you think Apostle Paul says, I forget about the past? And I press on towards the goal. Because the past is past. You got to move on. You got to move on. You got to forge on. You got to keep doing what you got to do. Because that is how it is. You understand? That is how it is. So, it is beautiful to get yourself to a place called church. So that these things could be taken care of. Your growth. In Christ is very important. It could be taken care of. It's not something that we can just forego. You understand? It is heavy. It is the main thing. Receiving the word and growing is the main thing. The nutrient of, you know, Peter says something. He says, as newborn babes. Receive the pure milk of the word and grow thereby. So as you become a, a newborn in Christ, you are receiving milk from the word of God, you know, here and there. And then you, you said, and grow thereby. So you have to grow. You cannot grow by just watching churches on, on, on internet. You can't just grow like that. You have to be where it is where you are planted. Which <laughs> which plant can receive nourishment from a different you know planet? So don't just be a home and say, Oh me, I do church on Facebook, I watch YouTube and I pray, and that's the end of it. Those ones are what we call um places of receiving one or two things you go online you go on facebook and you are listening to one or two preachings here and there they are also very important because the word of god is being preached and then prayer is also going on there but you see when you are watching a youtube on the facebook and all that you saw people there in the church so you have to be there you have to be in church not just online you, you cannot have you know pure growth just through internet you have to be there and I'm speaking to people who are willing and zealous for the things of God this preaching is not for everybody people who are willing and zealous for the things of God people who want to grow and they want to understand the concept of this church thing it's very, very important that we do it. And First Corinthians chapter 12, 27 to 28, we realize that the church is ordained to be a place of ministerial training. It's a place of ministerial training. Every child of God, you have, you have a calling. You have a calling. And you need to be trained. 
Are you understanding me? You have a calling. Apart from just having to be trained, you also have to be have a place where you minister your gift. You see, charity begins at home. So if you are able to receive nourishment, receive training, and then you are given the platform to exhibit the gift God has given you, then when we go out there to touch souls, to win souls, you realize that you are easily doing it because you've had home training. That is why Jesus with the disciples for some time, then he asked them, go in Paris, go, two people, go, take take this seat, take that way, take that route, go, and go and preach and go and minister. Why? Because he had given them the training as their shepherd, as their pastor, as their rabbi, as their leader, as their every name they called him, he has been like that to them. And then they brought good report and said, when we went, demons were obeying us when we mentioned your name. So the church is not just a screaming center where we go and scream and go home. We go and shout and go home. We go and all the the screaming, the shouting, the, they are all beautiful. But the core, the core reason of the church is what we are looking at. And being drained. And it's so sad. Honestly, from my heart, I tell you this. It's so sad. The level of unseriousness for training. It is very sad. I am shocked. Always. The level of the children of God believers who are not interested nor serious in being trained trained for what God has placed in them to come out we will devote our time we are going to school we will devote our time we are going to work we will devote our time to our relationships and then look at can you imagine you are so eager to marry that guy or be in that relationship. We are even asking the guy, what are the things you like and the things you don't like? You see, you are even willing to be trained in that relationship to please the guy or to please the girl. But when it comes to Christians, a lot of us don't like training because there's a painful process. Training is a painful process. If You've got to go through process. You've got to go to hours of of receiving the word of being taught and practicing what you've been taught but that is that is the reality of our life that we minister to god and to the people and don't always just go to church to be imparted it is time for you to also be instructed so you can make impact and instruct others to concerning the things of God. So you just go to church, I receive, I receive, I receive. It's my portion, I receive. It's good to receive. But after the receiving, what do you do? If you keep receiving and receiving and receiving, you become a fatted sheep, a sheep that is too fat. 
you can't do anything so we have christians who are just fat in the spirit they can't be sent they can't be moved they can't do anything they are just fat and lazy why they are always receiving and they're not even using it but the church is a place where your ministerial training when i say ministerial training i'm not just talking about you know being trained to be a pastor and you go and start a church that's not all about ministerial training everything that goes on in the church is a ministry those who are singing is a ministry those who are ushering those who are you know playing drums instruments everything you do everything you do can you imagine that you've been in the church for so long and you didn't even know that you had a healing gift and those who knew that they have it they don't really care about it because well what i got to do my what i got to do my life i don't have time for any gift these things when we stand before jesus i pray we don't cry I really pray we don't cry when we stand before Jesus for judgment. Because you realize that you could have healed so many people. You could have touched so many lives. But we were selfish. Thinking about us more than the desires of God and the souls. It's sad. Is really sad. I'm going to read Acts chapter 19. That's why I ended last week. Acts chapter 19. Have your Bibles with me if you can, please. Acts chapter 19. Hmm. And then we start from verse 11. You do not lie, you do not feel. What is hard for you to do? It doesn't exist though. It can never, never. Alright, are you there with me? Acts chapter. It's just beautiful. Acts chapter 19. 11 and 12. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Amazing! God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. Paul couldn't have gotten this power if not because of church. You realize that? Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that the the power to do these miracles has been given to us because of the church. You know, not too long ago, I was with Calvary Methodist went to visit them and 
the senior pastor, Reverend Lorenzo Uzu, was preaching. And then he was sharing with them the testimonies of people who have called him after church, telling him of how they got healed. And he didn't even pray for them. He didn't even know they were healed. He was just preaching and doing his work. Death in one year, in one year is gone. Somebody who couldn't, you know, for some time was not experiencing her menstrual cycle. Just had it happen. They could have spent a lot of money to deal with this, to treat it, to treat it, to do whatever it. You know, the one who couldn't hear in one ear could have had to go get hearing aid, very expensive. You know, the cycle, you know, menstrual cycle issue would have been very expensive and sometimes painful because you have to go and lie down for the gynecologist to insert things under you and it's painful. But Jesus just did it. Why? Because they were in the church. What am I talking about? The church is ordained to be a place of miracles, science, wonders, and the manifestation of the Spirit. That is what the church is supposed to be. The church is supposed to be a place of miracles, signs and wonders and the manifestation of the spirit of god you can go to church and go home and you couldn't even feel the presence of god that is not church and there's something wrong with it there's something very dangerous and i've i have i've gone to i've been to places where people were singing People were, you know, playing, whatever. But you couldn't feel the presence of God. Because, you see, these beautiful singers that we have in our churches, beautiful instrumentalists and all that, they don't, most of them don't allow themselves for what they have to know when it comes to exhibiting their talent and their gift. It's very sad because they think they, they know the song. They have to come and stand there and they know they have to play the keyboard or the drums. They have to come and sit there and play and then you don't feel the presence of God because they came thinking that they got it. It's, it's what they do. They sing every day. So you don't do that. It's, it's, it's a holy thing to get into the house of God. Why? Because that is where the spirit of god is manifested the manifestation of the spirit of god the demonstration of the power of god is right there in that place so whatever you do even if you go to church and all you do is to go and sit down and go get up and go and give the offering please do it spiritually be spiritual about it. Be very sensitive to the fact that you have come to a place of God. A place of God. Those of us, 
you know, whether you're from Africa or wherever you're from, if you enter into the president's office, you you put up a, a, a special character. You, you become a good boy or a good girl at once. You, you, you put up a special behavior because this is the president. I got to be careful. Ooh, the president. You can't just walk about in the president's office. You can't just be talking whilst meetings is going on. But why do we do these things in the house of God? It shows how little respect. You see, these things are limiting a lot of power in the church. Sometimes it's not because your man of God or your woman of God is not powerful. Sometimes it's not because of that. Sometimes it's because of the kind of attitude and character we exhibit. It drives the presence of God. It drives out the angels and the anointing that even was supposed to visit somebody in the church. The carelessness of respecting the atmosphere of the spirit in the church is causing a lot of hindrances to the manifestation of the presence and the spirit of God. And it's about time we are able to be careful and do things rightly they have they have to be done rightly in the right way because you don't want to leave the church and it's because of something you did that disturbed what god wanted to do it's 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 not it's not good it's not good for me i'm one person that I easily get annoyed when I go to a church or even watch, if I'm watching maybe a program, church program on the TV, you know, and it was so sad when they were singing in worship, you know, that kind of beautiful thing. And then the leaders were sitting down during worship. Everybody's up worshiping and you have the leaders, most of them sitting down during the worship time. Sometimes it's praises, people are dancing and then you see the leaders standing there. Some are not even clapping. Those who are clapping are unconscious of their hands. They don't even remember they are clapping because they are looking around. Some are just doing... I'm like, do you understand what is going on here? God have mercy. God have mercy. So if somebody comes in the first time and seeing what the leaders are doing, you know, it's it's crazy. I just get annoyed. So there are some places I will never go. There are some churches I will never go to because I see a lot of these things happening there and I don't want to be there because I don't want to be in the church and I'm annoyed because leaders are not. Can you can you imagine the whole worship is going on? I remember one time I was I went to this um, wedding in Ghana, very big church, and the worship. The oh my goodness, the worship was beautiful. And then the 
pastors were coming in and some were serious lifting their hands and so-called main founder or overseer whoever seated in their chair because they are they are the boss of the church or what i got so mad you know why do we do this is how we as 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 because of the little regard little regard we have for the things of god and it's very sad and you know what i have studied that lots of these pastors who do these things they are very slow in their spirit most of them even when they are preaching you might even want to sleep like on a daily basis most of them are people who don't demonstrate the power of god look if you are coming full of the holy spirit and there's worship going on or there's praise going on or the other things going on you are fully inside it you are fully involved you understand you are fully involved because something is about to happen and you are excited about it <laughs> unless maybe in the course of the worship god is speaking to you and then you want to kneel down or something just to have the 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 let me just put it the ears to hear But worship is going on and people have opened their eyes and looking around like you know what is what is going on here they wouldn't say amen they wouldn't do anything so why 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 are you do what are you doing there why are you there i've been in the church before one particular person would never sing never say amen never clap never do anything they were it's just dry i'm like is everything okay <laughs> is everything okay i remember one guy he would never move as for standing when we say let's stand he will stand but he will never sing he will never close his eyes and these days the mask mask has even become special feature for those who don't want to have their lips open, they will cover their mouth and their nose so that they don't, when they don't say amen, you can know that they didn't say amen. Their hands are by their, themselves, they are there. So, it's like you are in the hospital, you are not willing to get well. You are in the hospital and you are not willing to get well. Because they'll give you medication, believing that you'll be fine. So, you are in the house of God and by the practices of the church we believe that you will learn and gradually become more open and receptive of the presence of god but if you come because it's i don't know how to put it it's sad and it doesn't bless god it doesn't bless you it doesn't bless anybody and you know what happens you you highly resist the flow of the person holding the microphone the person you see i for one i like 
minute what I'm preaching or whatever I'm doing, I like to look at people, look at you. And so my eyes, I go around a lot and you can easily be turned off. You just want to like end the preaching. Because some people's faces just tell you that they're in the wrong place or something like that. How do you expect God to move in your life if you are not opened to his spirit and to the ministrations that go on in the name of Christ? You can't have it. So, this person in the church, Sister A or Brother B, is sitting by Brother Q or Sister Q, and then they are getting healed, they are getting touched, they are getting testimonies, they are getting blessed. And Brother A or Sister A is not. Why? Because of how receptive you are, you are not. If you are not touched and you are not, you know, experiencing a lot of things of the Holy Spirit, you don't have a lot of the Holy Spirit experience in your life, check, check your heart. Sometimes you think you are really involved, but you are not. Check your heart. Examine yourself. What is resisting me from having the encounter I'm supposed to have? Check the time you go to church. Your lateness in alone can be a turn off for what God wants to do. When you are late for church, how fast do you want to get there compared to when you are late for work or late for an appointment? How fast can you get there? I've seen people coming to church and they were late and they were now catwalking like they were taking their time. And I'm like, do you realize they are late for church? They don't do that when they're going to work. They know they could be fired or they could be sanctioned or anything like They really, really got to be, make, make sure that, you know, they got to get to the place and on time. But the attitude towards when you wake up in the morning is a Sunday, for example, is a church day. And how excited are you in your spirit? And you are telling me you want the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to you for you to hear. He's speaking. But you, you, you are not in that place of antenna. His ant your antenna is not straight. Your, your position is not is not accurate. See the time, your your excitement when you wake up on a Sunday, for example, or any other church day. How excited are you? How prepared are you? What what expectations do you have? If you have these things in your heart, you want to do fast. You want to get things fast. You want to get there. You want to really get there quick enough because, whoa, I'm about to experience something wonderful. It's inside your spirit. Even if the man of God, maybe, for example, is not able to flow, God has a way of ministering to your heart. Because of the expectation and the enthusiasm of your spirit, you'll be amazed how we hold our bags and walk into the church knowing we are late. Now people must shift for you to sit somewhere. People must move because let's move because queen or king is in the house. And you are expecting a miracle. 
when Jesus went to the synagogue, he would read the scriptures. He, 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 he was one of the Bible readers. Nobody invited him to preach. He would preach. Like, he got stuff to do. You understand? He got stuff to do. When you go to church, you, you got stuff to do. You can't just be in the church for how many months, how many years now, and you are not participating in any department of the church. It shows how unwilling you are in the things of God. You are part of the quiet church association. Quiet members association. QMA. Quiet members association. You go quiet, you come out quiet. Who taught you that? Who taught us? Why? How did we get here? <laughs> it cannot be. The church is a place for the manifestations of the Spirit of God. And we should be able to get there and, and exercise and enjoy this manifestation. But we need to work on our hearts. Work on our attitude. Work on our character. I tell you, I always remember, the first guy God healed through me was a Muslim. The Christians were there. This is Kofrudi, I remember clearly. The Christians were there, but the Muslim got healed. Why? The heart, the heart, the expectation of the heart to meet God. That is the difference. The expectation of the heart to meet God. Mark 16. Let's read Mark 16. Hmm. If you're there with me, let's read Mark 16 from verse 14 to verse 20. Mark 16 from verse 14. And we enter into verse 20. Glory to God. <laughs> Mark 16, 14 to 20. Alright, so I'm still I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Still later he appeared to the eleven disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief, because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. Fifteen. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miracles, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new tongues. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be, be healed. Even the Lord Jesus had finished, when the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Let me ask a question. This is just a humble, innocent question. You've been a Christian for some time. 
when was the last time you cast out a demon or a devil let me say cast out it's not just you meeting somebody who, who is demon possessed and cast the demon out no it's not only that there are so many ways where we have encountered demonic operations and we cast the demons out have you ever exercised this before have you ever ever since you became a christian how well do you flow in speaking of tongues honestly i cross my heart to tell you by the long by the length of you being a christian years of being a christian by now you should be able to interpret tongues you should because it's your language you are speaking and it gets to a time you begin to be able to interpret it don't think it's a gift for some people if you are very close to the holy spirit you understand his language when you discern it should be simple for you to understand the tongue somebody is speaking or you are speaking oh but paul says that i don't understand when i speak in tongues and uh, there's a time where we are you are praying in tongues eh, and you are just going deep but there are times that you begin to understand why let me say this thing to you when you speak in tongues in prayer you know what happens your spirit is fired up in the presence of god and your spirit begins to overcome your body and your mind now because you are speaking in tongues the holy spirit sometimes takes over what you are saying and he begins to prophesy through the tongues you are speaking so all you know that you are praying and as you are speaking there is a moment where the 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 tongues coming out of your mouth the fire in the tongues you know bible says bible says we speak mysteries when we speak in other tongues the holy spirit begins to prophesy as you are even praying alone and you are speaking in tongues he begins to prophesy the thing that you are praying about or whatever it is that you are saying in tongues that you may not even know answers of a lot of things about your life are prophes sorry are prophesied in the tongues you speak and how do you know god is giving you answers how do you know prophecy is coming if you don't understand most of you are praying for a lot of things you are praying for a lot of interpretations to a lot of things in your life when should i do this should i do this before this how can i do this and you are praying in tongues and the answer came in the tongues you are speaking but because of the level of should i say laziness i should say laziness why because if you are very serious in the things of god the understanding will come to you should I say ignorance? Should what do I what do I say? <laughs> what, should, what should I say? This message is beautiful. I just received this message 
from a very powerful person. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> oh, this message is just, oh my God. Mandi kala do zevradi yondas. Pado Ah, I want to keep it. I want. I won't read it. I want to keep it. it's. It's so. It's so holy. I'm not saying that to read it is. It will make it unholy. No, it's. When I say it's so holy, it's, it's so personal and so precious. I want to keep it for some time. Maybe next week I'll tell you what it is. You know, and you are speaking in tongues. Prophecies are coming out. Some of you are asking who, for example, let me let me just go on the simplest prayer form, marriage, and you are praying, I will marry in the name of Jesus, Libra, Kadebra, Dozila, Vadadaba, and then the Holy Spirit gave you answer. When you will meet the man, who the man is, where he is, it came through the tongues you spoke. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. I have had times where the Holy Spirit spoke back to me in tongues. Like I'm speaking, we're, converse, we're having a conversation and he spoke in tongues and I responded in tongues. Not because I'm special, because you are willing to go deeper and he is willing to go deeper with you or take you deeper. It's, it's not, it's not. Church, church is not a child's play. That's what I'm trying to say. This church thing is deep. And look at this. What have you done as a Christian? Apart from going to church, giving the offering, you know, like if you do, I saw the woman said, I'm leaving the church, give me my tax. <laughs> she wanted to say, give me my tithes. So a lot of people have been thinking tithes is even tax. You are taxing the people in the church. When you listen to people and what they think about church, you you cry. But you have to grow. And I'm challenging you from today. Read Mark chapter 16. From verse 14 to verse 20. Mark 16, 14 to 20. Meditate and pray. That me too. I want to move and demonstrate the power of the spirit of God. You'll be amazed. And the disciples went everywhere and preached and the lord worked through them confirming what they said by many miraculous signs it's so beautiful years ago years ago i had a group of children in the church the word of god was taught to them so much that one time they were going home. Three of them were going home. And they saw a Muslim girl. They didn't even know she was a Muslim. She had drunk. That girl could drink. And they said, this drinkiness is by a demon. And they said, Pastor John told us, you shall cast out devils as a sign to follow you if you're a believer. These children, they were not even up to 16 years at that time. They took this girl on the road and cast the demon of drunkenness out of her brought her to church the next sunday to finalize the whole thing <laughs> yeah they cast the devil out 
And then they brought her to church the next day. Uh, Pastor, please finalize the whole thing for us. After the devil is out. But finalize the whole operation. <laughs> and she was a Muslim girl. I gave my face time with one of the boys, very young guy, and I was teaching them evangelism, like serious evangelism. One Sunday after church, after I gave the handkerchief or the face towel to the boy, he went, he saw a man in the car and went to the man and said, I want to talk to you. And the man said, look, I'm busy, I'm busy. Do you know what the boy did? He took the face towel I gave him and hit the car with it. When the man started the car, the car will not start. The car was not starting. So the car will not move. And the man said, okay, as you can see, my car is not starting. So whatever you want to tell me, tell me. He preached to the man. The man heard the word of God. He said, thank you. And then the boy hit the car with the, the face towel again. And the car started. They would, we would send them evangelism. They will win souls. They will come and say, pastor, macho men were receiving Jesus. So, You've, you've got to be somewhere in the word of God. You have to be somewhere. Where he says cast out devils, where he says pray for the sick, speak in tongues, where he says that you handle you know, snakes and scorpions and nothing will hurt, you know, harm you and all that. You have, to be, you have to come to a place where you have been poisoned before and it, it didn't get you. You have to, cut to get to that place. Somebody's trying to poison you. It didn't happen. You know, a snake, whatever it is, but it couldn't work. Yes, you've got to have these experiences. You have to pray and say, God, Father, in the name of Jesus, I need to meet a snake and demonstrate your power. Oh, we have prayed prayers. Oh, I remember one time an angel came to my dream and started teaching me the easiest way to kill the snakes. Where we were, we were walking and there were too many snakes. And the angel was teaching me the simplest way. Because the desire was there. He says, you shall lift snakes and walk upon scorpions. Drink poisonous things. And they will not harm you. They will not. I want to assure you, if you believe in Christ, I want to assure you, your death must not come because a snake bit you or a, a, a poison, anything that represents snake and poison shouldn't be able to kill you because you are far from that level it should not be no no a thousand times no he says you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover i say to myself if i would die it will not be because of sickness it cannot be like i feel like when i die if i die because of sickness like a sickness killed me and i get to heaven i i will be ashamed you know, I I am a, a, a soldier who is ashamed. An ashamed soldier. Because you die through what shouldn't have killed you. Bible says that Enoch walked, walked with God 300 years and he was not. They couldn't find him. The guy died. They didn't die. Look at Elijah. Even though a woman threatened to finish him, the guy didn't die. Like that is my attitude. You understand? That is my character. I want to walk with God so much that when my time is up, I, I, I go. It is a glorious exit from the earth and a glorious entry into the kingdom of heaven. I just want it that way. I have dreamt of it. I've desired it. I've prayed it. I want that life. I'm a soldier of the cross. Apart from these things, 
if I should die, it's because I was martyred. You know, you know, martyred when somebody killed you because of the gospel. I will, it is better than die out because of sickness. <laughs> that is why I am not afraid to tell you with boldness what is happening around the world. Yeah. Oh, it got to a time even my wife was afraid because I was so deep into it. The things I was saying about COVID, all those things, she wasn't afraid because she doesn't believe in God, no. But she got scared because of the intensity of it. You know, she's a wife. She's supposed to have it. <laughs> I prefer it. It would rather be nicer because you are speaking the truth and someone shoots you. Even the shooting these days, I don't even think the shooting will work anymore on me. Because greater is he that is in me. You know, when when the apostles died, the way they died, the apostles of the Bible, I'm talking about the Peter and all those beautiful people, do you know that they had the power to resist how they killed them? Read your Bible. They had the power. My Bible says they loved not their lives unto death. It's like they didn't want to prevent death because they loved their lives. No. But I like the character of David. He says, I will not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. Why do you think Apostle Paul said, I am torn between the two? Like, I don't know whether I should die or I should not die. This is the power of God upon a person because of personal relationship. Apostle Paul said, to live is Christ. To die is gain. If I die right now, it is gain. If I live right now, it's because of Christ. And I want to live. He says, I'm choosing to be alive because of you, the church, so that I can continue to help you progress in the calling of Christ. Apostle Paul chose to live instead of to die. That is the power we have. Marco di Velabraduste. That is the power we have. I'm telling you the truth, child of God. If you are serious and you will walk with God well, you will choose between. When he was ready to die, he told Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have run my race. I have finished it. What is left for me is the crown of righteousness. I'm ready to go. And how to die, he didn't care how to die. He was ready to go. When he realized that he had been alive enough to help the people in the church and then to grow whatever they had to grow, now he said, I'm ready to go. I'm, that is the character of a soldier of the cross. We don't like we don't die like chickens these are the things you find in the church these are the power you 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 receive in the church this is the power that you receive in the church this is the anointing that rests upon you years ago years ago i was in my room and then the lord came and said let me talk to you about death as he was talking i was so much the the heaviness i begged him i said i can't continue please i can't the presence and the heaviness 
But he came back another time and we finished. And what I understand about death. Oh, then I understood what Paul said. He says, death, where is your sting? Where is your power, oh death? The disciples, the apostles of God, they could have chosen to be alive. Look, the, the lions that were eating them, the people that were trying to kill them and whatever, they knew they had the power because Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In other words, whatever you, are, you don't allow on earth will not be allowed in heaven. And whatever you allow on earth shall be allowed in heaven. This is the character of those who are in tuned and in sync with the presence in the Holy Spirit. And the word of God has grown so much in you that you know what death is. Listen, as a little boy, around the age of eight, I came in contact with death. I know how death looks like. And death knows how I look like. The power of God. And death had been following me. Look, I, I was having experiences, dreams, a lot of things. And I realized why. When the Lord told me, let me speak to you about death. Then I knew why this thing was chasing me so much. I knew why. Listen, there was a higher life. There is a higher life in Christ. Nobody can kill you. Nothing kills you. There is a higher life unless you allow it. There is a higher life in Christ. He says, touch not my anointed. Maliko vradibadidados. You understand? You can... Now therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk according to the spirit not according to the flesh so you have to make your stand and choose your stand are you going to walk according to the spirit or are you going to walk according to the flesh then you will die early yeah i know men of god who invited death to come for them oh yes they were they were like i want to get out my father was part. My mother was part. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we got to go. And guess what? They went. <laughs> ah. There is so much in Christ. And these things are what the churches stand for these things are what the church of god we are we are we are in the church because of these things god brought us in the place of church because he wants us to experience let me read this scripture to you that's the last scripture uh decosa ephesians chapter 3 that's the last scripture and we are out of here ephesians chapter 3 Hmm. why do you think paul was saying that i may know him and the power of his resurrection after that miracles paul had performed he was still saying i want to know him and the power of his resurrection look this thing about god eh? hmm. are you there with me ephesians chapter 3 let's read from verse 18 from verse 8 to verse 13 Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, 8 to 13. Oh, Namadoni Awodo. 
Nama yeni awope. Ephesians 3, 8-13. People go to church and I, the way they behave, I, I even get scared for them. Say, hey, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> uh, oh, I like this. I like this. I'm taking it from the King James. I think I like what the King James, how the King James revealed the whole thing. It's it's beautiful with the King James. Let's let's do King James. Namado Neawodo Namaya Neawpemire. All right. Hmm. This is beautiful. <laughs> and then I will do, I will do, I will do TPT also. I just, I'm just enjoying myself. Oh man, I'm addicted to the word of God like crazy. Now, Ephesians 3, 8 to 13. King James. Unto me, this is Paul talking to the Ephesian church. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, <laughs> and to make verse nine, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Oh my God. To the intent that now. <laughs> oh, some of this English. Something is doing me. <laughs> I remember at the hostel, I was, I was doing Holy Ghost baptism. Laying hands on the people. Nobody got baptized anyways. But my colleague told me later. He said, Opon. That time where you put your hand from my top. Eh? Now at the shake. Like something that moved me. I said, me. I go stay. I go dig ground. I no go fall. <laughs> you no go fall. <laughs> See? I said, I feel something. I did feel something. Oh my God. <clears throat> to the intent that now. Unto the principle and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him wherefore I desire that ye think not at my tribulations for you which is your glory this is beautiful. Let's let's do let's do um verse nine. Let's start from verse nine in the passion translation. My passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages past until now, and kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. Verse 10. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm of God 
in the heavenly realm god's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church did you hear that did you hear that don't joke with the church why do you think the enemy is after the church why do you think the governments are after churches why do you think my goodness this is this is so deep listen to this he says the purpose of this what's the purpose of paul receiving you know the grace to preach the unsearchable riches of god and then to make people understand what is the connection or the fellowship you know with the mystery which was hidden he says the purpose of this was to unveil before every throne the reason why we are preaching the reason why the church should be a place of power a place of peace giving a place of prayer a place of glory a place of you know everything that you want to talk about is because of this he says the purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in heavenly realm goals full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church did you get it he is saying that the church god reveals his wisdom his diverse wisdom his full diverse wisdom through the church to the angelic realms <sighs> oh god god uses the church to reveal his manifold wisdom god's different departments of wisdom is revealed through the church to the angelic realm to the principalities and powers so angels themselves the angels of god they begin to realize god's wisdom through the church anytime the pure word of god is preached and taught in the church angels run to the church to listen anytime a child of god is reading the bible or meditating on the bible angels come around you because that thing is so beautiful to them they don't have the privilege to have it they, they don't get to read the bible they don't get to preach they don't know what the wisdom of god is concerning these things whenever preaching teaching is going on whenever the church is starting open prayer has begun angels flap their wings and come in because they are about to experience the diversity of god's wisdom ah and then we are joking with it demons and angels all begin to realize the diversity the diverse wisdom of god that is revealed through the church the church is a powerful place it can affect or affect life that's why the devil is trying to make the church a tool to destroy lives it is not the place of gossip it is not the place of it is not the place of certain scores like it is the place of raw holiness are you understanding me raw holiness raw in the raw state the power of god oh boy did you to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of god and then the passion translation says the purpose of this was to reveal before 
every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church why do you think the prophecy about Jesus came and said the government shall be upon his shoulders the government shall be upon his shoulders he comes with his own wisdom he comes with his own governance and that governance and that power he gave to the church because the church is the body of Christ so when you get to the church you have gotten to a place of Christ and then his wisdom in diverse ways is manifested and then the angelic orders in the heavenly realms begin to realize how who God is through the church in the place and demonstration of his wisdom this is very sacred and sensitive very sacred and very sensitive so i don't i don't know why people a lot of people don't enjoy going to church i don't know why because it, if you understand who, what the church is and you understand these things i'm talking about you want to be in church every day bible says the disciples were in church every day you want to be in church every day But I don't blame a lot of people who don't want to go to church. I don't blame them. Because of bitter experiences they've had. Some churches have tried to, some pastors have tried to break people's marriages. Some pastors have dried people's passion for God. Some pastors have allowed the spirit of jealousy and enviness and the love for money to dry up their passion from the will of God. I don't blame a lot of people when you hear them talk, oh, I've been to three churches, all the pastors wanted to sleep with me. You know, there are some churches that came out that the pastor and his wife were able to manipulate the churches, the church members, to change their name and put the pastor's name and his wife's name on their life insurance. So, if you are in the church and you have a life insurance for yourself and your family, the pastors, the pastor and his wife, they were able to convince a lot of the church members. To go and change their life insurance name into the name of the pastor and his wife and the church member will continue to pay you know there's a church where the pastor instructed all the members to go and eat grass outside the church and they went to eat grass there are reports of the church where the pastor was telling the members to drink uh, detto or whatever detergent, detergents or something. Uh, he was spraying mosquito repellent on them, all because he was demonstrating the power of God. And these things are very sad, and a lot of people laugh at the church because of these 
very um, unscriptural demonstrations of what they call the power of God. A story came out lately and it's really broken my heart. I have two minutes. I don't know how, but let me try. There's a man of God, um, Brian Houston, Brian Houston from Australia. If you have heard of the Hillsong Church, they have spread a, a lot of places, even in US and all that. Hillsong. Um, the name of the church was not Hillsong, it was Hill something. And one of the founding fathers, the, 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 the men who started the church with the pastor and his wife, is no more a Christian. He wrote powerful songs. And then he even called their music department Hill Song. So he brought that word Hill Song and then they adapted it to be the church name later. He stopped, he says, I stopped being a Christian because of what I saw in the church. It was no more Christ, although they were mentioning Jesus and come to Jesus and do this, but it was no more about Jesus. The I saw a few interviews where some of the girls came out to talk that the leadership in the church, the choir, the youth leaders, didn't just sleep with them. They raped them. They were raped right there in the church, not outside the church. That means they forced their way to sleep with them. And these are some powerful people in the church. When one of the girls said, when I reported the issue to the, the, the one of the leaders, he said, I'm sorry, but I can't talk about this. She was left to deal with the rape and they couldn't do anything about it until she brought it on social media and other places. That's where the senior pastor had to come out and do damage control and he was saying that, you know, they look into it but then finally they, they realized it was true and they didn't do anything special to the, the the guy who did it he was a pastor in the church they rather transferred him to a different place as i'm speaking to you the 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 hillsong senior pastor has resigned from the church because of some investigations and charges against him now what my concern here is that the charges that are against him are because of his biological father. His father was a pastor and then the head of, I think the, the head of the Assemblies of God board or something in Australia. And they, they realized that, that, that as at the time when his father was a pastor, he raped nine boys. He raped nine boys, not girls. I don't have an issue if they say a pastor has slept with a church member. All those things, are, they are not my focus. Why? Because things happen, okay? So I don't judge them. I'm not, I'm not, we are talking about a pastor raping boys. I mean, it's gay. Not just gay as in the pastor has gay 
partners, but these are boys who were under 14 also. He raped them. And that pain had been with them after one of them was interviewed. He has married, he has given birth, he's in his 40s or something like that. And anytime he talks about it, you see tears and trauma. And Pastor Brian knew about it and they did not. The charges they laid against him was that he knew that his father had done this and he did not report this thing to the police. And therefore they tagged him along as aiding or abetting or condoning these acts. Nine boys who were not teenagers were raped through their back by a pastor. Others have been raped in the church. And now the pastor has resigned. Not in judgment. That is not my work. But the pain here the pain here is what the victims are going through because of church parents came to church gave birth believing their children will grow in Christ and the pastor to train them was defiling them through their back. It's different when they say, or oh, they are in their uh, adult stage and they are like, we want to be gays. It's, it's up to them. But they were at the age they couldn't, they barely could make decisions of their food to eat. Parents had to decide today you are eating jollof or you are eating whatever. People have left the church because they say when we go to church they mention Christ but we don't see Christ likeness. When you are praying please remember the church of God. Because I said earlier on, the church is a powerful thing and the devil is also fighting to use the church as a tool against God and against you and I. It is a very hard thing to hear somebody say, These are the reasons why not just stopping church but getting out of Christianity. Judgment will begin from where? The church. And with what I have shared with you, you realize that the, the motive or the reason for church is very powerful. And we want the church to be a place God wants to it to be 
And therefore, I beg you. The reason why I'm saying all these things is to beg you that when you are praying, pray for the church. Wherever you go to church, and then the churches worldwide, pray for the church. Because now, a lot of churches are accepting gay marriages. They are accepting it. A very known man of God, well, said that he doesn't preach about it even in his church. He only talks about it when he's interviewed about this gay thing and all that. He doesn't even want to bother himself to do with it. His work is to motivate people in, in the church, so he doesn't even want to bother. And of course, the church probably has gays and all that in it. So when, when did we get to the place where we want to please people? Please pray for the church. I, I beg you with everything that is dear to you, pray for the church. Paul said, pray for us that utterance may be given to us, that we may declare the name of the word of God, we may preach with all boldness. Pray for the church. Pray for the churches. Some churches are not being converted into beer bars. Some time ago, they said the pastor was very creative. People were not coming to church. So he made a deal. They go to church early. When they close, they turn the whole place into a drinking spot. So people like the church and every people really like that pastor because he is current. He is he got swag. He got swag. So they, they will go to their church. 30 minutes, one hour, quick, quick. Then they turn the whole thing into a drinking spot. It looks like the church is failing. It looks like the church is failing. A lot of church buildings are closed. Some have been sold and turned into banks. Some have been turned into other businesses. It looks like the church is failing. Not because Christ is failing, but because of, like Paul said, Demas has forsaken me, loving the pleasures of this world. A lot of the leaders of the churches, pastors, have loved the world so much that they don't care. Um, because look, it's not easy to be a pastor in a church. To pastor people, it is not easy. And when you are finally realizing that, look, this thing is too much, this burden is too much, I got to go. They go. Because trust me, if being a church member is not easy, then being a church pastor is not easy either. Pray for the churches. My time is up. When I end, spend just two minutes and pray for the churches. And it's not easy being a pastor and the people you are loving, the church you are pastoring, turn out to be, most of them turn out to be the very reason why you are suffering. There are times you may feel that the church don't even love you. Church members don't even love you as a pastor. Like somebody said to me before, Pastor, I never thought pastors we have problems. So, you see, different mind. Which human being in this world doesn't have a problem? 
<laughs> I am on my knees and I'm begging you. Pray that the church will be restored. Now it is competition. This one built 200,000 member capacity. I am going to build 500,000 member capacity. Now they are spending a lot of money building huge churches. Not because they... And they will tell you because of the souls. But honestly, they are, you know the truth. It's because of competition and who has the biggest number. It's all about the biggest number and the biggest crowd and the biggest facility. Look, if you understand what will happen to this world, he's going to melt the skies. He's going to melt this land. Everything facility 500 seater church water is gonna go it's not why are we competing like this because of the pleasures of this world the name and the fame i beg you pray for the church that is why a lot of people don't want to go to church now you speak to somebody you are evangelizing or soul winning and you invite the person to church the person doesn't want to come all we see in our churches are people who are moving from church A to church B. They are always moving. New so where are the new souls? There are no new souls. <clears throat> Little new souls. They, they, they don't want to come to Christ because they've seen the character of Christians, a lot of us, and they don't like it. How a lot of pastors are squeezing the milk and the energy out of the church members we are supposed to serve not serviced pray for the church i beg you pray for souls pray for leaders it has come to that level if you love god and you love your church and you love that the church should be there as a vision of God and as what everything I just explained to you from the scriptures then you will pray for the church you will pray for the church so much that the days of the Azusa Street Revival will come back to the church if you haven't heard or you don't know what Azusa Azusa is in Washington as a Washington uh, Los Angeles if you want to know what Azusa Street Revival is, go to YouTube and type Azusa Street Revival. Azusa Street Revival. You'll be amazed. In the 19s, 1900s, these places were powerful. Azusa. Okay, S. Uh, A-Z-U-S-A A-Z-U-S-A Azusa Street Revival Just YouTube and you will see a lot of not just Azusa but that is where a lot of people now got to the baptism of the Holy Spirit they were, and look it was beautiful the things that happened at Azusa Street Revival that place was powerful and it was not about anybody it was about God it was all about Jesus. That is what the church is. Please, I beg you, pray for the church. Enough of the complaints. Enough of the whatever. Let us now move in the spirit 
and pray for the church because we cannot lose it will be a waste of time and a waste of everything like they asked jesus we have left everything to follow you what will we get are we now going to get shame people are going to laugh at us because the churches are doing these things and these are big churches that have a lot of influence and people are being destroyed right in the church pray for the church father we thank you and we pray that your mercies will abide with us do your work in your church take out the chaff build your church through us we need to win that is the project that is the vision we need to spread we need to grow therefore jesus just like you said build your church and let not the gates of hell prevail amen you know jesus would have come long time ago but how the churches i don't think when he comes he will he will be happy i think these are all part of the reasons why he's, he's delaying these are all part of the reasons why i wish he would come today look we gotta go but the the situation of the church and the christ and the christendom now is it's not easy but even so we say maranatha come lord come thank you for the time spent god bless you tomorrow we have um sunday miracles from 6 a.m to 8 a.m and tomorrow there's a surprise tomorrow there is a surprise you, you are going to have a surprise voice on the radio tomorrow on sunday miracles 6 a.m to 8 a.m i said tomorrow is a surprise somebody i love some something special is about to happen tomorrow you will be blessed tomorrow please don't forget tomorrow we are meeting and it's going to be awesome i'm just happy and i i'm a, i wish tomorrow is today <laughs> because you are going to love it something wonderful god is going to release something sweet into our lives and i can't wait for tomorrow there's going to be a surprise here tomorrow so please tune in tomorrow and let's continue what we got to do but please don't forget to pray for the church pray for church leaders pray for members and pray that you will not just become a church member but a church partner you will move from membership to partnership bible says we are partakers partners of his divine nature i gotta go i think dj frank nero might be ready i don't know but i still gotta go so until then catch you tomorrow for a beautiful divine surprise you know i love you and thank you for listening thank you for you know just being part of it i'm excited that i was able to speak to you and you didn't come to listen because of me 
but you came because you love God. And you believe God was talk, going, to, going to talk to you. And I believe God spoke to you because he has spoken to me too. So God bless you. And thank you all. I really appreciate you from my heart. I won't lie to you. The time you spend for us to have this morning fellowship. I, I really, really, really appreciate you. And my heart is always with you in prayers. That you continue to see the glory of God. Good morning, Pastor. God bless you. Oh, God bless you too. God bless. This woman is so special. She always greets me. God bless you. She's just beautiful. Thank you all, beautiful family. Ah, ah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Please be part of it. God bless you. All right. So if you don't hear my voice again, PJ, I'm out. I thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And love you, love you, love you, love you. Enjoy this one. Enjoy this one. Thank you.